Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at Big Meach 41, and soon to be on TikTok. That's right. Now, this is the special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. Bearcats fans, I'm excited to welcome in this Bearcat great. Played for the Bearcats from 1993 to 1997 under the legendary coach Bob Huggins. And he's one of the greatest to ever play for Woodward High School here in Cincinnati. Was a McDonald's All-American as well. You know, he was that next generation of big guards for the Bearcats. And many remember him for him being that long-armed, smooth left-hander. I'd like to welcome in my guy, number three, Damon Flint. What's up, D? Oh, man, nothing much, man. Just having a great time, still living in Cincinnati. There you go, man. There you go. I haven't, <laughs> seen, you. I haven't seen you in a long time, man. Yeah, just, you know, just hanging out, man. Just doing me. I hear you. I hear you. Now, I usually ask um, all the former players that come on, one of my first questions that I ask them is why they chose the number they chose to wear and where their number selection came from. You wore number three for the Bearcats. Why did you pick number three? Where'd that come from? Well, when I when I got to UC, me, uh, D'Antonio Wingfield, and a guy named Marco Wright, yep. we all wanted to just wear a single number. <laughs> that was oh. it. Okay. And we all stay close to each other, like three, four, and five. <laughs> Simple as that. And... Yeah. Well, let's let's do this. Um, let's rewind the tape, and we're going to go back through kind of your history with basketball. Um, you grew right. up here in Cincinnati. What area did you grow up in? Kennedy Heights. Kennedy, Kennedy Heights. Heights. Oh, yeah. Nice. Now, how did you end up at Woodward? I was always going to Woodward, man. My whole My whole family on my mother's side went to Woodward. And on my father's side, everybody went to Withrow. So it was either Woodward or Withrow. And since we lived close to Woodward, I was always going to Woodward. I like that blue and white. <laughs> the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much history at Woodward High School for basketball, man. Some legendary teams, state champions. Oh, yeah. And you played for a legendary high school basketball coach in our area, Jimmy Leon. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Leon was, man, he was great. Great guy to play for. He he brought out the best in you. Now, what what type of style, you know, back then when you played, um, what kind of of style did Coach Leon put in play for for not only you but but your Woodward High School team to play? Well, it was hard defense, hard defense, running gun type style, and we could also slow it up. But mainly, we you know we got out got after it, got steals. And just, you know, went to work. <laughs> yeah, no question. You guys had, a, obviously, a tremendous amount of success. So um, let, let's talk about your high school career real quick. So um, uh-huh. your sophomore year, 
you average 22 points a game. Your junior year, you average 20 points a game. And then your senior year, obviously your best year, you have 29 oh, yeah. points a game. Right. Um, talk about the progression from sophomore, junior to senior year for you personally and your game. Well, I just um, – I, I matured a lot. You know, when I went off the uh, – when I went off the camp, that's what really done it. When I was seeing the other guys and I started playing with the other guys and uh, seeing how much, like, wow, I'm, I must be really good. I'm, I'm playing with these guys and, and, and killing these guys. So I just said, hey, I can go somewhere with this. <laughs> yeah. Which camp specifically? I went to uh, Nike camp two years in a row. Okay. And that, and that was unheard of, like, for a junior to go to, like, a Nike camp. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Now, now, okay. I talked about your sophomore, junior, and senior year. What, what happened your freshman year? Did you play any varsity? I played all varsity. All varsity. I played all varsity. All varsity. Yeah, I played a, a little bit reserve, and then I just went on played varsity my whole four years, basically. Yeah. So that was a great uh, learning experience playing with those older guys like that. So that helped out a lot too. I always played with older guys. For sure. That that is, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. I, I that really helped me out as well. But I've got something yeah. for you a little bit later. A little blast from the past. I know you're gonna chuckle at um, uh-huh. and, and talking about playing with older guys. But you know, back to the Woodward. Uh, you guys played a very open style of play, and that really fits your game because you could you could post up and yeah. you could shoot from outside. Where did you get that from? I just man, when I was when I was younger, <laughs> I just mm-hmm. looked at guys like. Man, I would go on the court by myself, man, and I would watch study tapes. I and I would play one. I would be by myself, but it was like I'll just play five with five guys out there. I'll pass to myself. Like one 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 time, I come down. I'll be Larry Bird. I will shoot a three. <laughs> Next time, when I'm dribbling down, I think I'm Magic Johnson. Yeah. You know, when I and when I go to the basket, I think I'm Dr. J. So. I was that made me versatile, man. It's doing that. So for you, for you growing up, did you, did you was there one player you idolized, or did you take bits and pieces from a lot of different players, like you just talked about? There's a lot of different players, but I really okay. enjoyed uh, like a Magic Johnson and uh, Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. Yeah, those, those my two guys, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no question. Um. Now, I know this is a little bit of an odd question, but how does it feel? Because I, I, I will never have this feeling, but how does it feel to be considered one of the greatest high school basketball players to ever play in Cincinnati? And if you look at it, I was looking through a couple lists prior to our uh, interview here, and, and you're, you're in every ranking as far as one of the top high school basketball players ever. And I'm right. telling you, D, there are some – there are some t- talented guys that come out of this city for right. basketball, and you are amongst one of the greatest, man. How does that feel? Right, it's a it's a great feeling, man. The the work, the amount of work that I put in, and mm-hmm. to get recognized is is a great feeling. Yeah, and, no and especially in the city that they love. <laughs> yeah, no question, no question. So that leads me to this. So your senior year, like I said, you average twenty nine points a game. And you, you know, you're going to the Nike camps. Um, talk to me a little bit about your recruiting and the recruiting process. When did the recruiting right. really, really pick up for you? Well, I mean, when I was in the ninth grade, I was going 
to UNLV. I was going to UNLV in the ninth grade. Mm. So Tarkanian ended up leaving. Yep. When he left, that changed my whole process. So mm. after I w- went to the Nike account, it was nowhere that I couldn't go. It was I, it, everywhere. But everybody was calling me every day. Everybody was, you know, I'd go. And, I, mm-hmm. man, it was just, it was hectic at times. I'm like, I'm trying to concentrate on basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how, how was that? I mean, how, so uh, for, for players, you know, not a lot of people get to go through what you went through in, in terms right. of being wanted by so many schools. How did, right. how then do you handle that as far as the process? Did you have, was coach Leon helping you or your parents helping you? Yeah. You a, a little mentor? bit of both. A little okay. bit of both. And, uh, guy by the name of Dennis Bettis, he was there uh, for me. You know, he passed away. All right. Man, he, man. he was, he was a guy, man. He was a guy. He held everything together. And, uh, and, and Jim Leon, hey, Jim Leon hey, as well. Hey, damn it. We, we can't, we can't go by without, you know, uh, obviously Dennis Bettis has passed away, but we, we can't go by without talking about his importance, not only for Woodward basketball, but I think the city and what he, he did for so many people outside of Woodward. And, Am I right and, or wrong? Oh, you're definitely right. He, he cared about everybody. He didn't care what school you were at. He was definitely a bulldog, mm-hmm. but he all he loved everybody. Yeah, he he made everybody come to the gym and work out every day. He was a yeah. big part big part of why I was a McDonald's All American. Mm. Okay, great segue. Let's let's talk about that McDonald's All American um, process. So, you get selected to play in that game, and I'm sure, like many kids. Um, so many people wanted to be a part of that game, and it right. happened for you. What was that feeling like? Man, it was the ultimate, it was the ultimate high for me, man. It's just being being there with the with the guy Rasheed Wallace Stackhouse, man. We, we made great friendships, and the mm. things that we done off the court was just major. It was it wasn't on the court. It was it was great, but. We went to the Ronald McDonald House with the kids, and uh, that just that right there that was a turning point for my life. Like, wow, wow! As part of the event, you went and did that. Where was the game at that year? In Memphis, at the Pyramid. That was at the Pyramid. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that was that was a wild gym, man. To to actually that gym is actually a pyramid. Yeah, (laughs) that was man. (laughs) (laughs) That was nice. Um, so, so let me ask you this question real quick. So, um, for for you, you know, being a McDonald's All American, playing in that game, what was the reception here in Cincinnati for you? You know, because I mean, prior to you, I'm not sure how many McDonald's All Americans came out of Cincinnati. It was only two. It was uh, Rick Calloway was the first, mm-hmm. and I was the second. Wow. So, what was the reception yeah. like here in Cincinnati? Man, it was just—I mean, it was—it was awesome, man. You couldn't like, wow, like you made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lot, lot of love, lot of love. Yeah, a lot of love, a lot of love. So, what was it like? Um, not only the game, but the, I guess you guys have a couple or a practice and some shoot-arounds prior yeah. to it, some media stuff. What was that like? Oh man, it was just—it was awesome. We 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 had a uh, we also had a three-point contest. And mm-hmm. the slam dunk contest with I should have won. <laughs> I came in third in both. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it was it was it was great. 
Stackhouse won the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I couldn't remember who won the three-point contest. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. remember can't remember, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. So how was the game for you itself, the the, the, the actual game? Oh, it was great, man. But at the time, I had uh, played in the open gym. No one never knew this. I uh, I slam-dunked the ball, and a nail went in my hand. <laughs> Nobody ever knew I played. I played with a like a nail in my hand. I had to get like twenty shots in my in my left hand. <laughs> really? I said, prior to the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I I, I won't miss this game for nobody. Mm-hmm. So I played anyway. Mm-hmm. I really wow. wasn't supposed to play. <laughs> How'd you end up doing statistically? I did pretty good, but I couldn't really. My hand was so messed up. No, nobody ever knew it, and that I couldn't really like. Get the ball up. <laughs> so, mm. but I did. I did well because uh, you know when you know how to play, you play smart. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Absolutely. try to do nothing. I didn't try to do nothing crazy. Yeah, but I really wanted to. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so you end up um, through the recruiting process. Um, you end up choosing Ohio State. Um, right. Ask, if you can right. remember. What, what was your What was your top three? Obviously, Ohio State. Who were the other? Ohio two? State. Uh, I had a uh, UNLV at the time. Like I said, when Tark left, I didn't want to go there no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I had UNLV. I mean, I had a uh, Ohio State. I had the Bearcats, and I had Louisville, mm. North Carolina, mm. and Kentucky. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a crazy list right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so initially, why did you choose Ohio State? Well, I, at at the time, I loved I, I loved that backcourt. It would have been me, Greg Simpson, and Derek mm-hmm. Anderson. Mm. Derek Anderson. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, that was pretty nice little backcourt. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really nice backcourt. Yeah. Greg Simpson was uh was he Mr. Basketball in Ohio? His, yeah, he was Mr. Senior? Basketball. Uh. Not my year, uh, the year before me, and then uh, the year after, uh, two years before me, and then Keith Gregor, and then me. Mm. Yep. Wow. Okay, so you committed to Ohio State, uh-huh. and then you decide to become a Bearcat. Right. So how did that whole process work? Oh, man, it was it – was, uh, Violations. They they had violations, and uh, I guess somebody told or whatever. I couldn't. I wasn't able, I was would have been still able to go to Ohio State if I choose to, but I would have had to sit out one year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way. I, was, mm-hmm. I worked too hard to pass my test. I worked yeah. too hard to pass my test, and I got the grades. I ain't sitting out for nobody. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I spoke with Coach Huggins, and you know, he was very happy. <laughs> yeah, oh, we all Bearcat fans. We all, everyone was happy. So, oh yeah. So after the violations happened with Ohio State, um, uh-huh. the the Bearcats were your first choice. Oh yeah, I wasn't even looking nowhere else. That was it. You wanted to stay I, home. I wanted to stay home. Yeah. Nice. Be a Bearcat. The red and black. Oh yeah. And if you really look at it, D. Um, you see in Ohio State already there's because of the state of Ohio, there's already a kind of a 
internal battle between UC and Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Always. Always will be. Um, Bearcats Uh, beat them in basketball, you know, 61-62 with the championship. And then I think you, Uh going from Ohio State to UC, also fired up their fan base and made it even more attention. You agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree. Every time I see uh, Ohio State getting ready to play UC, they bring up my name. I said I came out of I came out of school in '97, man. You still talking about me? That's great. Ah, <laughs> oh, the love, man. Love. Yeah. Um, and I got two more things I want to want to talk to you about before we jump into your playing days with the Bearcats. Yeah. Um, now one one thing, um, you're not gonna remember, okay? But I've always wanted to tell you this, and I've never told you this. Uh huh. So, um, gosh, I forget how many years ago it is now. Um, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to um, collaborate with Michael Jordan and the Jordan Company. And um, Uh, they they released the Air Jordan 2 called the Jordan Ben 5. And they Uh re-released it um, using a story that I had as the inspiration Uh for the shoe. So my name was all attached to the shoe. It came out. Um, it sold out in 30 minutes. Um, it was wow. a big deal for me because, you know me, I'm a big Jordan fan. I love my, my right. Jordan sneakers. You know that. Oh, yeah. And to eventually work with the the Jordan brand uh, was a dream come true. But the part of the story that involves you uh-huh. is the shoe that was re-released that I worked on with them comes uh-huh. from back in the day. Um, my favorite Jordan of all time is the Air Jordan 5. And right. at that time, um, Michael Jordan was, was kind of ascending into, obviously, being being the great, great player. You know, in the Jordan 4s he wore, he hit that shot against Craig Elo in the Cavs. Right. And then the next year, the Jordan 5s came out, and he had a great playoff game versus the Bucks. And in the game, he was wearing the black Jordan 5s, but he threw white laces in them. Right. And it was like a big deal because he scored like 40 some points that game. And and everyone's like talking about his laces. Well, later on um, in the summertime, I end up going to a basketball camp at UC called the Dave Kreider camp. And you were were there. Right. You, um, there were a lot of great players there. I'll never forget this. I walked uh, in the door, I had on my black Jordan 5s, and I had white laces, and I thought I was just like, I thought I was the greatest thing on earth. I walked <laughs> in, and I swear to you, every top player had on the Jordan 5s. You had oh, on the yeah. Jordan 5s. Everybody that was, had. That was the shoe. All I wore. That's all, all I wore. And, and you had on the Jordan 5s. You had white laces. And just like, and <laughs> my first day at Camp D, I got uh, balled on. And I came home, I cut the shoelaces out, I put the black shoelaces back in, I put the shoes up, and I said, I will not wear these again until I earn the right to wear these shoes because I just played against the greatest players in the country, and I'm nowhere near that. I worked right. my, I, And I worked every single day to improve my game. So right. you were, And that became the story of the uh-huh. re-release of that shoe. And oh, you man. Were, and you were part of that, D, because I walked right. in and you were one of the top players and I looked up to you and others and I was like, Right. Let's got that shoe on, man. Right. 
How about that? Man, yeah, that's a great, man. That's great. Great story. And, and then the other story I have for you really quickly, and you, you might even remember these days, but when I was a young kid, um, pickup ball, obviously, in the streets was a big thing. It's not as big now because kids can get into gyms a lot easier, but right. you know, street, street ball was such a integral part of our process. That's, that's what made us. That's what made us, made us tough. Yeah. And I grew up playing against the older guys at a court everyone called the Sugar and Spice Court. Sugar and Spice, oh, yeah. On Reading Road, and you used to come down there all the time, D. Oh, all yeah, the all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't, man, High Park, Kennedy Park, Sugar <laughs> and Spice, man. Well, well, I was in the hood. That's where I was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. We had guys, man, that was so good, but they never got to, you know, move on. But I can point out some guys that are like, wow, this guy, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. No, no question. No question. So, yeah, I grew up playing against, you know, all you guys, and I think playing against older guys really helped me out. It helped build that confidence. So when I yep. ended up playing against guys my age, I'm like, you ain't telling me, Damon Flint. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's all mean? you do is look, look at the. That's what I do. I tell guys all the time: look at the guys that come before you. Mm-hmm. You see their mistakes, and you see what you can use, take from them. Yep. Yep. No question. And you use it. Oh yeah. Now let's let's jump into your playing days um, with the Bearcats, and I want to I want to tell you this, oh, yeah. when I when I tweeted out that yeah. you were coming on the podcast. Twitter went crazy. Oh, Bearcat fans love you, man. People were tweeting me their number three jerseys. Like oh, people, man. Bearcat fans love you. I just want to make sure you know that. That's great. That's great. I I had a great time when I was at UC. Mm-hmm. Now with with you coming to the Bearcats, um, did you did you feel any pressure um, coming to the Bearcats? Right after, I mean, you really look at it. You come to the Bearcats after a Final Four run, an Elite oh, yeah. Eight run, and oh, yeah. you're a left-handed guard. And right before you, one of the greatest left-handed guards to play at UC. Oh yeah, Nick Van Exel. Nick Van Exel. Well, I used to work out with Nick all the time, but even before I came to UC, mm-hmm. they, they would they would always come get me, man, and him, Corey, and AD. They all, man, we. Great guys, man. Great no guys. So did you did you feel pressure? No, not at all. I mm. just play. I don't worry about pressure and this and that. I play. I love to win. I love yep. to win, have fun, and make people happy. You do those three <laughs> things, you can't lose. <laughs> so, and you just said something um, about making people happy. Um, yeah. You're you're playing in your hometown. Um, right. and a lot of times, kids that stay home have a, have a lot of outside influences. Their friends and they're chirping in their ear. You need to get more shots, this and that. Right. Did you experience that your first year? Nah, I, I didn't. I listen. I listen to my coaches. That's it. I listen to my coaches, and I don't listen to all the outside stuff. Uh-huh. I never did that. Never did that. That's that's tough for a lot of young players. It, it is. It is. I, I focus on what we had to do to win. So, like, my job at UC was to I, – I had to switch roles. Like, a, a, when I was at Woodward in high school, my job was to score. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the score, to do whatever we had to do. I was so versatile.
versatile. I had to I had to carry that to UC. I had to make up for what other people couldn't do. Mm-hmm. That was my job at UC. Now, and and with that, it, it's very it's legendary the Bob Huggins practices. Oh yeah. <laughs> you come in, to, you come into UC McDonald's All American, very high expectations, hometown mm-hmm. kid. You play for a great coach in Jim Leon. But practicing with hugs in that yeah. group, that's a, that's a different level. Talk yeah, about you, that. You, Talk about that. The games was the easy part. That was fun. <laughs> that was the easy part. Now, yeah. now, practices, you get your head tore off in practice. And it didn't matter who you were. <laughs> it didn't matter who you were. I think everybody got kicked out of practice at least once. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> no question. Oh man, that guy was woo, he was rough. He was rough, but he when you first start from to the time you finish, when you first start, you ain't understanding. And when you, at the end, when we made it to the final eight, you say, I I I realize the reason why he done what he done. You understand it. What you understand he, it better. What was he most hard on you about? On me about uh Making every just just coming in playing hard and just make sure that I'll be a leader. Mm. I'll be a yep. leader. Yep. That's that's what I had to do. Yep. For us to win because my four years we really didn't have that point guard, so I had to do it. Yep. And that kind of like hurt me from playing what I play. I played. I'm a two guard. You know, I'm a scoring mm-hmm. machine, but I. As a player, you accept that role because you enjoy winning. Yep. And that's what we did. We won. And and that's great. You guys were twenty-two and ten that year. Right. At that time, you guys were in the Great Midwest Conference. Right. Um, And let's see. You guys had D'Antonio, who you mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, The Gunslinger was still there. Lazelle. Yeah, Lazelle. Uh, Doggy was there. Burton. Um, Yep. Burton. That's a good. That's a good squad, D. Yeah, we had a we had a pretty good team. And then and, the year after that, got even better. Now now your 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 first year before we move move on to the second year, your first right. year overall as a freshman, uh-huh. how do you judge your first season? Like how do you think you did? Oh man, I did I did really well. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't really know anything. We was just out there we, we learned but as as we went on, but we were just playing, man. <laughs> we were just yeah. playing. Like we was just playing that year. <laughs> we got got some tough games, some tough losses. Oh North man, Carolina. yeah, yeah, North Carolina. We played, we we played, uh, we played some great teams. Temple, Temple, yeah, Temple. They had Eddie Jones, Aaron McKee. They had, we played some good teams. That it was a good challenge for us as freshmen. Mm-hmm. So we and got you, to see. Yeah. And you got and you got some great experience. Um, your first year, you guys um, had a nice run in the conference tournament. Um, oh yeah. But then, but then you lose the first round in the NCAA tournament versus Wisconsin. And, and what type of feeling did you have uh, after that? That inspired uh, you hey, for your second year. It, it ain't gonna happen again. We ain't gonna lose in the first round. <laughs> so you know, we stayed in the gym all summer long. Uh huh. We got ready. We matured. Oh, man, we you know we was lifting weights twenty two oh, yeah. hours a day. 
And that's what the Bearcat program became known for was that, that yeah, strength we, and that we, toughness. We had the strongest team in the country. I guarantee no you that. No question. My my guy, Mickey Marotti. <laughs> Body by Marotti. <laughs> yeah, Man. yeah. A lot of us owe a lot of um, credit to to Mickey Marotti for what he did, what he instilled in that weight room that translated yeah. to the court. Oh, yeah, he didn't play toughness. Mm-mm. That's what we're known for, toughness. From guard all the way to center, we was toughening everybody. Yep, yep. Yep. So let's let's jump into your second year, nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety five. You guys finished twenty two and twelve. Yeah. Uh, once again, I mean, you got a, guys got a great squad. You got Danny. Um, oh yeah. Uh, DB still there, doggy. Art Long, Keith Lagree yeah. are there. Um, what oh, is yeah. your what is your goal? Is Dell still there? What is your goal this season for you personally going into your sophomore year after you have a, a year under your belt? Uh, most players set goals and expectations going into your second year. What, what kind of goals and expectations did you set for yourself? Right. I just, you know, I came in like ready when I heard that Keith was coming. That would definitely have put me at, back at, you know, my normal position. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yep. I said, you know what? I'm going to show everybody who's the best two guard in the country. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. that was my goal. That was my goal. Yep. I'll just continue to work hard. You know, I and my second year is the year that I got hurt. I got the church toe. Yep. I got the church talk toe. About that. Yeah, that was rough. So so how did you get it, first of all? I I stubbed somebody's uh, toe. I stubbed somebody's foot. I mean, real bad. And it was, I mean, I'm, I did it real hard. So I couldn't, you know, my toe. Me move my toe. Coach Huggins made me play regardless. You know, you, if, you, if your leg ain't broke, you got to play. Uh, we, we we wasn't allowed to be hurt. Uh, that's why I say I still can see some of these guys now. I said, man, we wasn't allowed to be hurt. So Nope. So I played. I really should have, like, just sat out that year and, and not play, but I, I, I played anyway. I played mm-hmm. anyway. So, you how know, that's did, what happened with that. It bothered me a lot, man, a lot, because it was a lot of stuff that I couldn't do. Like what? So I, I just, you know, on the court, I couldn't move. I couldn't move. You don't realize how much you need ten toes to move. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't cut. I couldn't do none of that. I was. I was limping so bad. I. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And then you know, me and coach would get into it every day, every day. And then he finally he he looked up. A football player by the name of what's that guy who played for the Jack Lambert? Mm-hmm. Yep, he retired from turf toe. Wow. He said that's when Coach Huggins realized, hey, this must must be more serious than I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you just had to, you had to tough it through that season. That was a tough yeah. year. Oh you. yeah, it was real tough. I was I couldn't. I was used to sit in my room and just. But it made me so strong for that next season. Man, mm-hmm. I couldn't yeah. wait. I was licking my chops for the season to start. And, we're, and that we're, ended up being my best year. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a second. So um you were involved in that game. Um I don't I don't know that you were on the court when it happened, but the Wyoming game when Lazelle hit the Oh big yeah. Shot, hit the, I was the, on the, the court free throw, right? Yeah. I was on that court when he hit that, yeah. That was, was that, that like? was man, that was that was one of the best shots ever. I was like, wow. 
He's a Lazelle is just a tremendous player, man. I'm, I'm sure you learned. Oh a lot man, gunslinger. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a hell of a shooter. I ain't yeah. seen too many guys can shoot like him. No, not not at all. I, I yeah. actually interviewed Lazelle and I asked him if he had a chance to have a shooting contest in his prime versus Steph Curry in his prime, who would win? And Lazelle yeah. didn't even didn't even take a breath. He was like, "Oh, I'd win." I go with Lazelle. I go with Lazelle. <laughs> I, I would it. too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So, so you injure your sophomore year. You guys don't lose in the first round, but you lose in the second round to UConn. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was man. I was so. When when you hurt and you can't help your brother, it hurt bad. I was like, man. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys had a pretty good team, man. Oh yeah, no question about that. But that motivated you. That yeah, motivated it motivated you next me. Year. A lot. I came in, man. Me, me, my sophomore year, me and Coach Huggins bump head every day. Mm-hmm. I end up being this guy the next year because I just came to play. I came to work every single day. So you you feel like going into your junior year, 1995 to 96, like you, you matured a lot? You know, yeah. as a person oh, and yeah. a player, and you and Hope oh, definitely to kind of figured things out. Yeah, definitely. That's what I said. I learned. I learned a lot. You know, you you learn about your coach as you go too. No question. What, you got what, a lot he, of what he likes. Huh? You got that a lot of pieces that year too. That was oh swap. man, we we I definitely thought that year we should have won it. Everybody had us booked to win it mm. that year. Everybody did. Now we played. We playing uh the game we lost in the final eight, Mississippi State. Nobody could make a shot. Yeah, nobody. It was all of us. It wasn't just one or two. It was all of us. I said, mm-hmm. man, at least one guy can get hot. <laughs> right, right. And we still only lost by not not a lot. Like, I know. That was they the had guys arena. make. Yeah, they had. Yeah, rough arena. The game before that, I just I destroyed my guy Mulberry, man. I destroyed him, man. He was too little <laughs> for me. I gotta talk stuff. I, I destroyed. You got you can watch the tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't let him. I wouldn't let him breathe, man. Uh huh. He was a great player. He was a great player, man. No question. Yeah, now that so. was so. One of the things about your junior year too, you guys switched to Conference USA. You're out of the Great yeah. West Conference, right? Oh switched yeah. To USA, and also. You guys made the switch, which I, I think this was kind of the turn of things, on a, especially on a national level. But you guys now switch over to Nike, and you have Nike uniforms. Oh, man, them, them Jordan uniforms we had, Nike Jordan, man, that was – I thought that one was the best uniforms ever. <laughs> that, yeah, that color, man, that color mm-hmm. with the – Jordan, we we got Jordan shoes every other day. It was that was the greatest time ever. <laughs> man. Um, yeah. and, and I tell people, man, how important that is for young players because you put oh, yeah. so much time, so much sweat equity into practices, into the weight room, and then to be rewarded with, you know, yeah. wearing Nike uniforms, wearing Jordan stuff, that means a lot to players, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was it was a great time, man. We didn't we had no words. And was well and taken care of. You guys started off the season great. Started off twelve and zero, and a lot of that had right. to do with. Um, I mean, you were playing great. Um, right. 
and, and, and Danny's playing great. That was a great start to the season. That tough game, though, man, I remember watching this. Yeah. against Arizona. You know where I'm going. Oh, man. Let me tell you what happened. Okay. Now, I'm blaming this one on Coach Huggins, man. <laughs> he didn't put me he, – he didn't put me in the game. I was I was on the sideline. He was so amped up. He told me after the game because the guy when he when I think it was Danny taking the ball out. Danny would have threw that ball to me. That would have been game. I would have held that ball. I would have got fouled. And whatever how he threw it in the mouth sounds and he threw it up and it went in or whatever. After that game, Coach Huggins walked up to me and told me he was sorry. Really? He, shouted, he said, next time, run over here and grab me and tell me to put you in the game. I, I'll never forget that. I will not, That's one. I, I'll never forget that. I'll never wow. forget that. Because wow. I, I would have demanded the ball. Sure. I would have said, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Get the ball to me. I'm going to get open. Don't worry mm-hmm. about that. I'm going to get open. Get me the ball. Yep. Don't throw it to nobody else. That's how I was. So. Yep. Man. So your junior year. Um, D, you know, you have a you have a great season. You guys oh, yeah. make it to the Elite Eight and we're up and like you said, you lose to right. Mississippi State. So that gives you a lot of um a lot of motivation going into your last year, nineteen ninety six and nineteen ninety seven. So what's what's your thought process at that point going into your final year? Well, going into my final year, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, me playing a the point position you know, a couple of years or whatever. I thought me going into my senior year that coach would allow me to, you know, showcase my uh, me playing the two, you know, two three. I play one, two, and three. Yep. But we had a couple of new guys, and you know, they 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 was in the learning process, so I had to lead lead lead. You know, so they young guys think it's all about scoring points. <laughs> now, it's, sure. it's, you know, it's, sure. it's, it's way more to it than that. Yeah, yeah way no more question. to it than that. But I look at a guy like when Kenya first came, you know, he's younger than me. When Kenya first came, man, Kenya couldn't score. Kenya can dunk, yep, run and block everybody's shot. Yep. That guy learned, man, oh, my God. I told him, I told him way before anybody even knew. I said, you'll be the number one pick, brother. Wow. <laughs> you told him that? I told him that, yeah. I told him. I said, keep working. I said, my last year, I told him that. I said, keep working hard, man, because you're going to be one of the great ones. That's what, what I told him. What made you see that in Kenya? In practice, like, he had to play against Art Long. And, you know, he he wasn't all the way matured at the time, so he had to play against Art Long and, and, and Danny Ford. Mm-hmm. But I seen it in him. Like he had the dog in him, and he had, you know, I was like, this guy gonna be something, man. Yep. <laughs> and he can jump out the gym. <laughs> yep. No question. I mean, he had all the yeah. athletic attributes he See, needed. He had that toughness. Had the ingredients. Me as a player, I I could play with a player for five minutes and know him better than he know himself. That see some of the things that the guy gave me playing this game I, don't show up in the stat books. Mm. That's what a lot of people don't know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people just you know they see the stats and all that stuff. That yep. don't make you a great player, right? And and that's a great point because I was just telling somebody this the other day. 
Somebody asked me my thoughts on the Miami Heat right now, and I said, man, people don't realize the value that Jimmy Butler brings to that team. He might man. not be bringing it statistically every single right. game to, to, to the level of like a LeBron or a Kawhi, it, but right. the, the yeah, value of toughness, of leadership, you know, just right. inspiring hero to shoot that shot. That, and, and man, am I right? You're exactly right. It, it's things like, only a real player would know. Like, like sometimes I don't even hold conversation with guys out here on these streets. Like, hey man, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah, it's hard for me because I, you know, when you really, really know this game, you know. Yep. You you you'll sit back and say, okay, LeBron is the best, greatest player, but the reason why they're winning because of these guys right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And 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 speaking of greatness, I mean, you guys, your senior year, are number mm-hmm. one in the country. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody's looking at you guys. You guys are the big target. Right? Yeah. And, oh yeah. And that's not always easy, knowing game in and game out every night you are the. You gotta bring. Yeah. You, you. They coming for everybody. Play their best game against the number one. Mm. So, you know, that leads me to talk about the Xavier game. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I ain't going to never forget that. That's uh-huh. my guy, man, Lenny Brown. We talk to this day. Do you really? We talk, yeah, we talk to this day, man. Mm-hmm. He's he down there in Delaware, man. He got that steal. Charles Williams had the ball. Yep. Got that steal, man. As soon as he put it up, I knew it was going in. I said, oh, that hurt. Where where were you on the court when that happened? I was uh actually I think I was the guy that took the ball out. I mm. threw it in the Charles. Charles just took off dribbling. Mm, Instead off. of pulling it going to the side where we can throw it back and forth. He just took off dribbling. I was like, What are you doing, man? <laughs> You're going too fast. That's my guy, man. Charles is a great guy, by the way. Great oh guy. man, yeah. Oh definitely. Um, that was a tough game. I know. I know for you, being a hometown kid, you stay home to play. You guys finally reached that level that I know you wanted to get to, and that's to have oh, yeah. see as the number one team in the country. And oh, yeah. it would just mean so much to beat that crosstown rival, being that you're from. Oh here. yeah. Oh yeah. How did you take that loss? Oh, that was rough. It was rough, but you know, you, you just gotta move on. Hey, y'all got the bragging rights right now. We'll see y'all, you know, see you, see you next year. See, you know, that's how I go. You can't nothing mm-hmm. you can do about it. Yeah, but we won our share. We won our share. We we we, we had a great game. We played them as Xavier, boy. Yeah, I thought I would be player of the game. I had a good twenty. I had all twenty of my points in the second half. <laughs> I looked up. I said, "Oh, Danny had forty. <laughs> oh, Danny had forty. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh, monster." Monster, monster. Yeah, we and had guys, some good times. You guys were twenty twenty six and eight that season. Yeah. Um, in the conference tournament, you guys um, lost, I believe, the second round of the conference USA tournament. And I know, I think it was the last game of the season you guys lost to Memphis. So you, you guys mm-hmm. go from losing to Memphis the last game, losing second round of the conference USA tournament. Do you? How do you feel going into the NCAA tournament? Like, 
are the expectations dropping? You know, or oh no, 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 it's never dropping. Okay. I don't care what's going on. When you didn't that NCAA tournament, everybody oh oh no. Yep, that's true. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, and, and and as the and as the leader, um, you know, of that team, Damon, are you are you talking to your teammates about this? All day long, all mm-hmm. day long. You just when, when the NCAA start, the thing is to keep everybody calm. Yeah, some some guys get so jacked up, you, you, you <laughs> won't even make a layup. So you got to figure out a way to make make everybody calm, make them laugh, make them you know whatever. Right, and everybody's different. True, and you were such a a calm player. Like you were so even right. keel, you know, when you played. Right, and, and and on the completely opposite side, you look at a guy like Melvin Levitt, who brings so much emotion, and he gets right, so, right, he gets right. so pumped up. Right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta if you you see him out there, make sure you get him a dunk. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you, when Art Long running that floor, make sure he get the ball. Mm-hmm. So that means he's gonna get just five or six extra rebounds. Yep. You yep. just you gotta know your players, man. If you know your players better than they know themselves, you're you gonna win. Yep. You're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this was a tough loss in NCAA tournament to Iowa State sixty six. Oh, that was rough, man. Yeah. Like that travel they called on on D B Darnell Burton. Yeah. That is I, like that, that was, was crazy. That was a foul, yeah. right? Yeah, he jumped on. He fell on his leg. Yep. 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 And then I, I got the ball, went all the way down, came down, had a good shot, and go in. Yeah. That hurt. That that one hurt. <laughs> yeah, I know you had that little that shot right there in the middle of the lane. Yeah. And that's a yeah. tough shot because it's almost like it you're going when you when you got that putt where it's like, ah, oh, you're not that oh, far yeah. away, but you got to be – I'll make that nine times out of ten. It just happened to miss that one. I said, yeah. man. Yeah. What was that feeling like in the locker room after that game? Oh, man, we just – we broke down crying, man. We we, we broke down crying. Me, Burton, the seniors, you know, we just mm. – man. So that's the game we knew we could have won. Yeah. When you look back at your UC career – um, two questions. How do you judge your career, and do you have any regrets? Well, nah. I, I, as I look back on my career, I felt that I should have played a lot more two guard. But the circumstances we didn't, since we didn't really have a point guard, mm-hmm. that was my own. That was my only issue. I had to do it. If I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have did it, we probably wouldn't have won many games. Mm. We probably won the one many games. So, yep. Like I said, I, I I I had to make up for what other people couldn't do. That was my job. Right. That was yep. my job. So. Yeah. People say, Damon, go get the ball. Damon, we need you to get twenty points today. Damon, we need you to do this. You know, I I was that guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, wait a minute. Let me ask you this too. I always remember this. Um, was it your senior year that you wore goggles? You had to wear the glasses, I should say. Yeah, and we're in practice. We in practice, man. So I'm <laughs> going up for a rebound. Me and Ruben battling. He come down. 
his elbow banged me in the uh, eye. I couldn't, uh, it was, I forgot what it was, but I couldn't get no sun in my eye. It would hurt so bad. So that's the game. That's when they made me wear these goggles. Uh, they was dark, too, dark shades. <laughs> I so I come to the game. Everybody in the stands had on goggles, man. I was like, man, I I broke down and laughing so hard, man. I, I loved it, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I actually made shots with them goggles. Them, Dark shades on too. I was like, boy, I'll never forget because you you got to remember back back when the the mid nineties when this was going on, there was no internet, Twitter, and people just right. didn't have the access to information. So when you're out there playing, which which appeared to be you're playing in sunglasses, people are like, uh, oh, he thinks he's cool. Like, right, <laughs> like right, right. Medical thing. I hated it. I hated it, but I had to do it because if I take them off, man, the sun, the light, my eyes was man, it hurt bad. Oh man, that's that's part of that's part of the process, man, of playing. Yeah. At a, at a high level, you deal with injuries and you have to you deal yeah. with stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um. So I want to I want to do something real quick. One one thing I like to do at the uh, end of every interview, I I like to ask uh-huh. quick questions and quick answers. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. Right. All right, here we go. Quick questions, quick answers with Damon Flint. Question number one, your, what is your favorite sneaker of all time? All time? Any Jordan shoe. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Number That's all two. I mm-hmm. Number two, okay? I want to go back to your UC playing days. You can pick any year, freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior year. What uh-huh. pump-up music were you listening to back then? Oh man, is uh two guys, man. Dion Max and, and Tupac. Ooh, okay. That was it. That, that got me ready. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Um, and you kind of already asked this question, but um, my number three question is best uniforms of all time. What is your favorite <laughs> uniform? Oh man. The uniforms that we wore, those Nike uniforms and those yeah. Chicago Bulls uniforms. <laughs> that was it. Favorite unis. I, I, I oh, feel yeah. on that. Yep. Um, question number four. Uh, and my final question. During your career at UC, uh, if you can pick one teammate that you would take with you if you had to go to battle, and you're going to battle, and you've got one teammate, you're like, man, I can't go without this guy. Who's that guy? Oh man, give me all long. Ooh, <laughs> give me all long. He gonna go to war for you. Yep. Yep. That's it. Give me all long. I like it. Um, now, have you been to um, many uh, UC games, Bearcat basketball games lately? I've been to a couple of them last last season. Okay. Um, mm. Do you know Coach uh, Brandon very well? Oh, yeah. I, I played a couple of games with Coach Brennan. We yeah. played in the summer league and all that. Yep. He was, Great he was a good player. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I think he's going to get it done at UC. What do you think? Oh, I definitely think he'll get it done, man. He's he's a great guy, man. They're, you know, you have your, your people, the Huggins guys or whatever. The era is over. Yep. Coach Brennan's here now. Yep. We got to get him, him. Him. It's his turn. To make yep. it Cincinnati great, and I'm feeling that he's doing that. Yep, we got to get behind him. And, and he's definitely bringing like 
the former players and stuff. He, he he's doing what he can to bring us back back into the equation. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's great. Yep. Hey, and um, I got one more question for you. And I know um, you have a work you have a work meeting coming up here shortly. So I want right. one more question for you here. Um, in our area, we talked about in Cincinnati, we talked about street ball and how important that was and and all right. that. But there was one thing in Cincinnati, and I think you you are attached to this in a lot of ways. One thing that was very, very important, I think, for a lot of players in the Cincinnati area, and I want you to tell me what this uh, meant to you, the Devereaux Summer League. Man, that was the greatest thing going, man. <laughs> everybody everybody in the city, man. Everybody in the city. If you was a ball player, you had to play in it. And that, that was that was where you seen where you was at yep. as a player. Because it wasn't, it wasn't no, you know, coach. It was, you had coaches, but it was like, let's go, let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, that was the greatest time ever. Yep. And yeah, you were such a big part of the league, and obviously, it was oh yeah, Woodward for a long time. They went to Purcell, Oak Hills, and back to Woodward. Yeah. Um, you were such a big part of that, man. Some great. I remember I was just a kid, and I would go and I would watch you. Nick Van Exel would come back. Yeah, um, everybody. Hmm. So so many great so many great battles, man. Well, hey, listen, I know, I know you got to run. I appreciate the time. Um, like I said, Bearcat fans are looking forward to hearing this interview, and I want to just personally tell you, um, thank you for going to the Bearcats and becoming a Bearcat when you did. Um, it was huge. I think oh, yeah. for recruiting. Um, and then you know, secondly, thanks for all you did for you know basketball in this area. You know, between being a great player at Woodward, McDonald's All-American, what you sacrificed for the Bearcats, man, and me growing up watching you, it was definitely an inspiration. Um, eventually, me becoming a Bearcat, but you were definitely an inspiration. So I wanted to tell you that, D. Oh man, thanks, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate the city, man, and I'm still here, man. I love it. I ain't going nowhere. I love it, man. Well, hey, I look forward to seeing you at a couple Bearcat games. Uh, hopefully, when this pandemic's over. Oh, yeah. I definitely, I'll see you. Okay. I'll definitely be up there. That sounds good, brother. Well, hey, I know you got to run, man. I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. We got to do it again, man. We got to talk some more. Oh, yeah. All day, man. Love you. All right, D. Love you too, man. Be safe, okay? All right. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. I want to thank everybody for listening to our special episode, our interview series of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And once again, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat, at BigMeach41. And soon to be on TikTok. I appreciate everybody listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats.